You are listening to The Exchange by Evolution, a melting pot of ideas and inspirations shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the APAC region. I'm Pearly, Associate Consultant with Evolution Recruitment Solutions, and I help connect businesses with top tech talents, and today, I am your host. Just a disclaimer before we get into the discussion. All thoughts and views spoken by any of the speakers or myself are only representing each individual and not that of their company. Welcome to another installment of our podcast. On today's podcast, we will be discussing the topic of hiring challenges in data. I am delighted to be joined by three thought leaders within the data space. First, we have Jaradin Wong, Chief Data Officer at GXS Bank. We have Srividya Rajesh, Head of Data Science and Operations Research at FedEx. And lastly, we have Ravi Govlan, Vice President of Data at Abillion. To begin, it would be great for each of the panelists to briefly introduce themselves. Let's start with Geraldine. Hey, hi. Um, very good to be here. Uh, I am the Chief Data Officer at GXS Bank, which is a joint venture of Grab and Singtel Digital Bank. Um, we were one of the two successful applicants um, in MAS's Singapore Digital Full Bank License. Um, my role here is really responsible about driving data strategy within the bank. Uh, we want to be able to leverage across the ecosystem to really promote data-driven financial inclusion, as well as reimagine the way uh, customers really engage and experience the digital economy. Thank you, Jaradine. Uh, next, Sri, would you like to go? Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me on this podcast, Pearly. Uh, my name is Srividya Rajesh, and I'm the Head of Data Science and Operations Research at FedEx Express. FedEx Express is the world's largest cargo airline company. And um, yeah, it's a brand that everybody recognizes. And it's a huge company, so we have a ton of logistics data science problems that we are trying to address and solve. And I manage a team of nine people, and everybody is fantastic, and I absolutely love being here. I've also worked in other industries in data science, um, advertising, ad tech, uh, telecommunications at some point in my career, and also in management consulting. So I feel like I've done the rounds. And uh, yeah, every cha- every industry in data science has so many challenges to work on, and it's very fascinating field to be in. Thanks. Thank you. That's really great to hear. Lastly, we have Ravi. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm Ravi Gopalam, and I'm the VP of Data at Abillion. Uh, Abillion is the super app for sustainability. It's backed by the world's leading investors. We have built the world's first social marketplace dedicated to sustainability. We are on a mission to mobilize a billion people to save the planet, one meaningful inspiration at a time, hence the name Abillion. Um, It's an early stage startup as opposed to some of the others on the panel. Uh, Prior to Abillion, I headed data for the group business support services department in Credit Suisse. And I was in G Capital before that. So much. Um, to begin, it would be, you know, uh, great to start um, on a first question. So it's really nice to have you guys on the call. There is no question that COVID-19 pandemic has changed the way we live our lives, especially when it comes to, you know, how we work. So how do you think that COVID-19 has impacted um, hiring in the tech industry? Maybe, Jaradim, you would like to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, maybe I'll, I'll go back to the start of when COVID started. Um, the, the observation I had was there was really a slowdown in hiring um, at the start um, because organizations were being quite conservative um, with whether they needed data science uh, expertise and talent. But I think as 
the COVID was becoming more long drawn, uh, organizations were moving digitally as well. They realized that they were calling, collecting all of these different data points that previously didn't exist or, or they didn't think about, right? And now these data points needs to be analyzed at scale, at volume. Um, and so you see that there is an uptick in that talent as well. I think that was the observation I saw, at least from my point of view. Um, then, you know, then it becomes the availability of talent as well. Uh, where can we source this talent? Um, how are we hiring this talent? We, I think we've approached a more innovative way of leveraging technology to assess some of the skill sets of candidates remotely as well. Um, and and the, I, I feel like based on this hiring process taken virtually, some have been made quicker as well. The turnaround times have been faster as well. Uh, thank you, Geraldine. Um, which three would you like to add on to Geraldine's point? Yes, um, the hiring process she already mentioned. Uh, to add on to that, we're now hiring people sometimes that we haven't met yet. So, you know, that's that's really interesting. And actually, I was moving to Singapore last year and I interviewed at FedEx and they hadn't met me and I st they hired me all remote online. <laughs> So it's 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 nice that we're doing that now, but I do think that we will get back to a stage where this personal connection is required, and you know we will get back to it to that stage because we are all humans. The second thing is I think employer brand has become more important in uh, during COVID because now every information is online, data is online. People want to understand where they are working, going to work because they haven't really uh, met these people. So you know. Employ employer's brand needs to be um, important and needs to be out there. So lots of work for the marketing department and the HR department at companies. And the third one is, you know, global talent pool. So there is a saying that that goes, talent is global, but opportunity is local, which means that, you know, if you are in the right place, then it's easier for you to find a job in some ways. But with the flattening of the world and everything going digital, I feel like that has really changed also. Now we are able to tap into the global talent pool because uh, companies are now happy with people being remote and it's not a big deal anymore. So those are the three things I wanted to add. Uh, thank you, Shri. That's a really good point. You know, we see a lot of uh, trend of remote hiring and remote working. Okay, Ravi, do you have anything else to add? I think Sri and Geraldine covered most of the points, but uh, I there are a couple of specific points that I want to bring up. There was um, at least in the I guess when when as Geraldine mentioned, when we figured out that COVID is uh, going to be more long drawn, then we we there was a specific time of a acute supply crunch in talent, and then you know we were looking for local and you know but then that's why we need to switch to global. Um, and it was there was a particular period of pain, but I think now we've We've gone past that. The other thing is on uh, the the hiring process itself being completely remote, you not know, met the person, and that's something like, in some cases, that may not necessarily work because uh, you want to meet the people that you're going to be working with, and uh, you know, I, I guess depending on where you are on the spectrum of, uh, you know, as a manager, um, you could find it easy or you could find it difficult. So, and it, it's an adjustment process for the for the employers and their management teams as well. For sure. Thank you, Ravi. Um, there are definitely going to be pros and cons when it comes to, you know, um, not having meeting face-to-face -face before. All right. So I'm sure 
you guys involved in the recruitment processes in your respective organizations. What are some of the top challenges when hiring talent in the tech space today? Maybe, you know, Sri could go first. It's hard to find people that are well-rounded data scientists. It's, I think we've been putting a lot of pressure on people to be specialized and now we've gotten to a point where a lot of specialization has happened in data science over the last 10, 10 years or so. And now we're back to looking for people that are more well-rounded data scientists in the sense that, yes, we need the domain expertise, but we also need a lot of communication skills and people who are fast learners because technology keeps changing. So they have to adapt and learn new things as we go along. And there are also, I think it's, hard to find data scientists who are willing to say that you don't need data science to solve a particular problem. I think everybody, data scientists always want to say, yes, I can solve any problem with some data science tool or technique, but many times problems are not data science oriented and data scientists are called into the room to, to give a solution, but you don't need them in the room. And to say that you don't need me in the room, I'm going to step out also requires a certain level of understanding. And that's something I don't find in data scientists often. And I'm also practicing that myself. I see. So do you have any thoughts on this, Geraldine? Yes, um, I think I, I resonate with uh, Sri on the right combination of skill set um, that really also fits the data maturity and the culture of the organization. Um, one example is critical thinking or really asking the right questions to the business in solving some of the data science um, uh, questions. Um, the second point, I think, in top challenges, not in hiring so much, but in the retention opportunities as well. How do we provide the right amount of retention opportunities within the organization? Attracting talent is the first step. Then how do we continually grow the individual? If you notice that data scientists, data analysts, they are of a different breed, of a different characteristic, you need to be able to um, find the right motivation for them intrinsically as well to grow them as an individual. Um, that to me is quite important, yeah. Thank you, Jaradine. What's your take on this, Ravi? Uh, actually, both of what, uh, you know, both Geraldine and uh, Sri have actually mentioned what the, the specific challenges. They'll just add one one more around the, you know, the, the thing about getting the right mix of tech skills and the real world experience, uh, you know, uh, is, 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 was, a, was an issue for us. Um, and then the other, as, a, as an early stage startup, one of the, one of the things that we're always trying to uh, fight against is the ability for, you know, comp we're competing with top talent from other larger, more well-known organizations, and that's, that will continue to be a challenge, at least in our domain. Okay, it's interesting take from different angles. So obviously, you know, good tech talents are hard to come by. We all know this. So how do you think companies can position themselves to attract and engage talent in today's market? So maybe Ravi can go first. Cool. Um, so uh, I, going back to the early uh, the other point about you know um, the the ability to compete against the larger organizations you know for us our mission is is probably most unique and and the company's brand the company's mission it should, you know and for it to be uh, for it being resonating with all the uh, with a lot of our candidates that's something that we can actually position ourselves better uh, apart from that being able to surface impactful projects 
right? Uh, which which will keep them, which will keep the the talent motivated, um, and and kind of you know gung ho to kind of come in and join and and work with us and build on that mission. Uh, the other one would be flexibility. Uh, flexibility is like a it's a large term. Uh, there is of course flexibility in terms of talent from a diversity and inclusivity angle. That's one. There is also flexibility from a work arrangements perspective, like you know the, the right mix of you know. remote uh, you know uh, you know in premise and that kind of stuff so yes for sure i believe you know um a lot of people right now uh, in especially in the tech industry are looking for a more flexible remote working uh, arrangement so anything else that you would like to add on uh, shri no i think uh, that that was something that's quite comprehensive benefits i think for the younger generation of folks benefits are becoming more important and uh, yeah the, every company has to have their own strategy to retain talent and to attract talent so geraldine was mentioning earlier it's not just about attracting it's about retaining so i guess that's also something to uh, keep in mind every company is different and yeah and the employer brand comes back into play here having having impactful projects to work on the space etc so yep that's it Yeah, I think it's also when when I focus on the question of how do companies position themselves to attract. I think we can start very early on, right? You engage people in academic institutions, whether it's through research, mentoring, career programs like internships, right? At GXS Bank, I mean, many companies have internships. It gives a first taste of whether they like the culture, they like the the work that they're doing, they like the people that they're working with. Um, you know that that I feel is a fantastic opportunity to even give them a, a, a trial test, trial run for you as a as a company. Um, the other point I want to note is also presence in leading data science conferences. Uh, as leaders here, um, we we do um, uh, like I at least personally use conferences to also build the brand of my employer, of my company, as of my organization in sharing what we are doing as well. So for example, right, at GXS, we we have this mission of improving financial inclusion, uh, serving the needs of underserved segments. Um, and and when we put that across, it might resonate to certain uh candidates, certain potential employees as well in those conferences. Um so so yeah, I think there's a the co- good combination of various ideas that we have here that has been uh raised. That's really interesting. I mean, I do, you know, I'm a fresh graduate myself and previously I do see a lot of, you know, companies coming to my school to give seminars and talks that really kind of boost their employee employer branding and yeah, that's really interesting to get their name out there. All right. So, I believe the last question is very close to the hearts of those um looking to join to the tech industry. So, what kind of advice um would you give to those looking to build a career in the data space? Perhaps Maybe you know Shri could go first. Okay, this is a. I have lots of thoughts on this. <laughs> so you know, when I started out, I was not called. There was no data scientist job title even. So you know, people that are older than thirty, thirty-five, if you're tra- looking to, ha- if they are looking to get into data science, they will not have a data science degree. So not all data and and. that's one thing and then they also will not, they can also go look for jobs that don't have the data scientist title but it could still be a lot of heavy analytical work and so i guess those are the for fresh graduates i would say don't look at title 
just go look for any analytical role that requires critical thinking and um analytical capabilities that's that's one thing and then uh lots of people don't study data science so don't be held back by the fact that you didn't study data science data science wasn't even a thing 15 years ago and then i guess build expertise in a specific domain uh it takes a lot of patience to stick to a domain and learn the domain and it's valuable because what you apply in one domain in the future you can go and apply in a different domain in a, from a totally different angle like many years, 15 years after there there was a gap of about 10 years between my role in telecom and my role back in logistics and i realized that there are some similarities between those two uh industries they are very different but they are also sort of similar in the way that i'm approaching problem solving now so yeah in this uh, industry and domain specific uh, experiences helpful too Well, I'm sure many, you know, um, mid-career switches or fresh graduates um, are taking notes right now. So maybe, you know, Jaradin, would you like to value that? Um, I think one of the main things that I tell uh, my mentees is also having the growth mindset um, to even beyond what was what you were originally trained for. Uh, don't be defined by the scope that you're given in the role that you play today in that organization. Um, why can't you expand that scope um, and and go beyond it? So don't um, put yourself in a, a box, right? And always remain curious. Ask and ask. Um, the second point I want to bring up is also um, as you grow as a data scientist in your career, surround yourself with uh, the same people that grew up with you in that. same career because you have a sounding board you have someone to also validate um experiences with and even better if you can find mentors in the industry as well in that space uh i personally keep in touch with the people that i have grown up with grown up in the short time data science has been a, a feel by itself and we share experiences we share challenges as well i think that's a, a good way of learning For sure, I believe one of the best ways is to learn from those who are more experienced and knowledgeable than you. All right, Ravi, um, any advice? Yeah, uh, my, mine is irrespective of whether you're a data scientist or anything. If you're a if you're a fresh grad, I mean, the 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 main piece of advice is be a sponge and absorb everything. You you know you're basically starting from zero, right? And so you need to absorb everything that you can get, and and at the same time. Don't get too swayed by your opinions within your peers because everybody's starting at the low stage, uh, at the same level, and uh, so you you know, it, it, you just need some time to get um, adjusted, try to understand what they, what's what it's all about, the culture and so on. The other thing, apart from data, I mean, which is the core data skill set is 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 that business context. I mean, you can do a bunch with regression, regression, or you know, various types of exotic and LP models and stuff like that. but unless you you understand the business context behind why that is required it's going to be very difficult so understanding the business context will be very important um for mid career switchers like i think what, what she mentioned uh irrespective of what you've done before and we've got a couple of examples where uh, people are switching after about 10 years in a different completely different uh, type of role uh, moving into data science trying to understand it the prior experience is very very valuable and transferable uh the soft skills especially right and then there are certain hard skills that you may not necessarily understand you may not figure it out that if this is transferable but yes it is figure out how that is understand your business context again in the role that you're working on and then just 
work on your techniques and then get that idea so that could be what i would say well that's really helpful um so all right we'll leave it as here as it is today as it's there's all the time that we have for today i would like to take this opportunity to thank all the speakers for providing their insights and knowledge to this topic and thank you to everyone for listening i'll see you guys next time thank you very nice uh being here thank you everyone great chat thank you